0: welcome to the odd and offbeat podcast
1: hey hey oddballs welcome to the odd and offbeat podcast hosted by myself mr matthew baker and the ever lusty louis fox that's right i desire a lot of things mostly another cup of coffee this is true (laughs) <laughs> so there was this uh, – there was a peep show in Seattle called The Lusty Lady, and um, and it's actually – it's there's a – there's one in San Francisco. The one in Seattle closed down, but the thing that it was most famous for is that it had, like, funny sort of billboards out front with, like, sort of hilarious topical um, innuendo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like Clash of the Tight Buns or – we actually submitted one one time, and
0: it got on the board. Oh, nice! What was it? Because the deal was, if you submitted one, you got a lusty lady T-shirt. Ooh! So uh, we submitted one, but I think we were all under eighteen, so we had to have like a friend of ours submit it, and they got the shirt. Oh man! But it was uh, it was for around Halloween. It was visit our pumpin' patch. Oh, that's nice. Yep.
1: You know, it's like kiss me under the camel toe. <laughs> the devil wears nada. <laughs> check our stimulus package. <laughs> we'll check your stimulus package. <laughs> you know, pirates keep their booty here.
0: So great. I actually drove by that building the other day and it still got like the sign up but it's obviously not updated ever.
1: I just thought uh, it was hilarious, you know, like, you know, to go down when you pass it, it like sort of like look up and there was just be like a, a hilarious joke on the side. You know. It's it's the best. Uh, but the building's still vacant.
0: Vacant. But it's. I was looking at the building. It's like a. No really one's cool. gonna buy that thing. With, with <laughs> what had happened in there for forty years. It's got forty years.
1: You could of, burn that thing down. <laughs> I don't think you could. You'd release I, some sort of evil into the world. I mean, when, I mean, it's a it's a sure surefire sign that is not healthy when you walk into when it was operating. They ha- hand you a hazmat suit. <laughs> You're
0: like, you can
1: only watch naked ladies in, in a radio <laughs> radiation suit. <laughs>
0: You leave and they put you in the little kiddie pool and spray you down with a garden <laughs> hose. <laughs> the rear end of an era. <laughs> See, that's great. That that should have been their their closing sign. I
1: think it was actually. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I just that's it's fun. Not good for kids, you know. What, like, mommy, mommy? What does that mean? What's the lusty <laughs> lady?
0: <laughs> the, the name sets it up. That the, the kids are already asking questions.
1: But it, it was like an old peep show. So like you know, you go in and they have these booths. And then you put like a quarter in and then like a window, like, you know, a little window opens and you get to see someone dancing. And then after about a minute or two, the window closes and you got (laughs) to put another quarter in. It's it's great. like, is
0: that a roll of quarters in your pocket or no, it's a roll of quarters. (laughs) Oh, so how you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. I just got back from Las Vegas, had a good time out there, went to the- uh, to the area 15 and saw yeah. the omega mart it was really yeah cool. how was it it was amazing so we started doing the little adventure that you had talked about mm-hmm. but then there were like four of us and we kind of bailed on that and just explored and started pulling on crap
1: because it takes so so long right it's yes. like you gotta solve mysteries and like take down a you know a corporation and you gotta watch they got like they got like 10 minute videos and stuff like ted talks and yeah like. well and then you're in like in a control room and there's
0: 30 videos where it's like i just want to go down the big slide
1: yeah <laughs> i just want to take some pictures with some shiny shit
0: yeah but it's super cool yeah because you find your we found our way to the back area behind the the thing um just immediately we we're like walking around i'm like hey where does this go
1: and then i'm like whoa i'm yeah. in another world did you do anything else outside of the Omega Mart Area Fifteen, or? Um, yeah, we went to the arcade,
0: uh-huh. played some pool, cool, and some skee ball, and then uh, we had to we had to jet back. We had something to do
1: man it's it's such a cool experience and you know the company that does that they're called meow wolf and they Mm -hmm. do a few of these around the country i think there's one in santa fe and there's one in vegas and there might be one in like oklahoma city or something like that but they do these cool art installations like this omega mart which is a convenience store turned into chaotic uh art installation yeah and uh yeah i want to go to all of them (laughs) are they all different yeah, yeah. Okay, so like like Santa Fe is different. Yeah, like Santa Fe was an old bowling alley that they converted into like this sort of wild, you know, art experience.
0: It's super awesome and if you're in, anyone's in Vegas listening, check yeah. it out. It's worth the $49. Was it the highlight of your Vegas trip? Uh, yeah, it was it was probably the highlight of the Vegas trip. I mean, I crashed the Magic Conventions. We had a lot of time kicking around, you know, doing magic tricks and stuff uh-huh. like that with people.
1: But yeah. So you're like, hey, it's hanging out outside the doors of the magic convention, like showing card tricks to people come in, like, hey.
0: We're hanging out at the bars where where we... So it's crazy the amount of people... Did you are... have
1: like a, a cardboard sign around your shoulders, like saying from, I might be ugly, but I'm not a bad magician or, or you know, like, uh, you know, I got it. I'm not going to lie. All I need is a magic pass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Buy tickets, sell tickets. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what we were up to. Um, ran into a lot of people I only knew from, like, uh, social media, so I met a lot of people in person, which was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And then my buddy, Zach, uh, who you know, Zach Patti, he works, um, Who I think you only know through social media. I only know him through social media, yeah. Uh, I've known him in person before the social so social meds.
1: Well, you don't need to rub it in, man.
0: Jeez, <laughs> what's? But he's like, hey, uh, I run this, this lounge, uh, the Mediterranean Terrace, swing by. So we swing by and it's the upstairs of the Hustler Club. Oh, cool. So uh, you go through the side entrance, so you don't go through the strip club and they're trying to make it like a fine dining experience, but their big hurdle is it's upstairs of a strip club. (laughs) (laughs) So that like the elevator door you get in is just like a naked lady. (laughs) And it's like,
1: I think that was the downfall of the Lusty Lady Louie. <laughs> you can't you can't take your Nana there for some fine dining. <laughs> their, their restaurant experience, uh, you know where you put a quarter in and then the steak comes out and then you have a bite and then the steak goes <laughs> away and then you got to put another quarter in. It, it was a bad uh bad bad design. Yes. All yeah. right Louie, let's get well. I'm glad it was fun. Let's get to the stories. Let's do it. And now for some freaky, dicky, cheeky, breaky news. This story comes from
0: NBCChicago.com. That's a news source more reliable than a NATO meeting in Australia. You don't think, uh, you know, they move it around a little bit? <laughs> yeah, North Atlantic Treaty Organization's like, <laughs> you know where we need to go? Southern Hemisphere for our <laughs> retreat.
1: North Korea! We bring it, it to the, the people. people. <laughs> exactly. You know, like a tour around of what could be... You know, if people organized a
0: little bit. Well, I was talking to someone the other day at the fair I was performing at. And they're like, what kind of Asian are you? And I was like, uh, and then they're like, are you Korean? I'm like, no, but my brother's Korean. And they they look at me and they go, are they South Korean or North Korean? I was like, does not matter? Yeah.
1: Well, I think Judah Freelander says like, uh, anytime someone says that they're like, if you say you're from South Korea, like, you could just say Korea, we know it's South Korea. Exactly. <laughs> by, the, by the fact that you're saying South Korea, it makes us think that you're from North Korea and you're just a spy. <laughs> <laughs> so, story goes, Finland Brewery launches NATO-themed beer with taste of security. That's right, versus actual security.
0: That's like how I described the lock at my apartment. I'm like, this has a taste of security. <laughs> no actual security. Oh! Speaking of secure, so above us is the model that they show. Uh-huh. And we've noticed people in there late at night, or Carrie Lynn has, I've been away. And on our ring doorbell, a couple's been going up. So she brought the video to the the office. She's like, what's going on? So it turns out someone got a hold of the key and was sleeping up there. Oh wow. They were squatting up there? They were squatting at night and they were like remaking it so no one would notice.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah. They're got like cleaning the toilets and <laughs>
0: Yeah. They're stock in the fridge
1: (laughs) (laughs) wow a small brewery in finland has launched a nato themed beer to mark the nordic country's bid to join the western military alliance olaf brewing's otan lager features a blue label with a cartoon version of a beer drinking medieval knight in metal armor emblazoned with nato's compass symbol i like that they're just like you know what's going to appeal to
0: NATO? Beer and knights. Like, that's how we're... What's your plan to get in? Well,
1: we could contribute to the defense fund, or we could get the decision makers drunk. No, I mean, I think that's the best best strategy, right? It's like, hey, not only are we bidding and giving you a bunch of money, but here is this beer we made specially for you. <laughs> did, did Spain honor you with a beer? No. No. Um, the beer's name is a play on the Finnish expression, Otan Aluta, which means I, I'll have a beer. And the French abbreviation for NATO, which is OTAN, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, has two official languages: English and French. They totally
0: lucked out that NATO, which in, I guess backwards is backwards in French for OTAN, I think
1: means beer. Then, right? Or I'll have in Finnish. Like they just nailed it. Yeah, they crushed it. I would love for them just to come out with other things like this is our f- vodka to commemorate our great healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, this is a cider to commemorate our beautiful women, yes. or to just like get
0: in. Like what what else could this they they do? They're like here's our our you know wine to to thank you for letting us get tax-exempt church status. <laughs> yeah,
1: here's our whiskey to commemorate our us joining the nuclear treaty.
0: <laughs> That's essentially what they're doing. <laughs>
1: CEO Petteri Vantinen told the Associated Press on Thursday that the Craft Brewery's ad hoc decision last week to start producing the beer was motivated by worries over the war in Ukraine and its consequences for Finland. I like how you can just throw together like a, a
0: customized craft beer in like 24 hours. <laughs> like, quick, we got to honor NATO stats.
1: All hands on deck. <laughs> I'm sure Ukraine is looking at this like, can you help us out you guys are spending all your time brewing beer you yeah. can be over here helping us out or at least send us some beer yeah i know or like beer cans that are actual grenades so then yeah. you launch them over into the over the russian border. So be like oh look at this this delicious beer boom right
0: or poison beer cans that you leave around for the russian troops to find boom and there spoils of war and then they're they get Man, all we get should sick. be the
1: prime ministers of Finland. Yeah, or we should be like some sort of war minister. We just yeah. we
0: we just won the war for Ukraine,
1: right? Pretty now. much. <laughs> he described the new lager as having a taste of security with a hint of freedom. It's got a nice freedom back palette. <laughs> Finland and Sweden on Wednesday submitted an application to join NATO at the Alliance's headquarters in Brussels, which I've been to, actually. I've done shows at the, that headquarters. It should have a hint of Brussels, keeping with the theme. Oh, the, Brussels the flavor of Brussels. <laughs> the Brussels sprouts. So, like, of a ping a ping boy and uh, and waffles. Yeah. Mm. Olaf mm. Brewing said its new beer also honors the eastern Finnish town of Savonlina, the brewery's base located in... The brewery's base located a few dozen kilometers from Finland's border with Russia. How does it honor the, the town? Well, it's, <laughs> it, it, it explains it here in a second, Louis. Savalina is known for St. Olaf's Castle, a medieval structure from 1475 that serves as a venue for an annual international opera festival. Our small hometown Savalina has always lied on the borderlands between east and west. Many battles have been fought in the town area and at St. Olaf's Castle, the brewery said in a Twitter post. That really did not answer the question at all. It's a symbol, the the castle, because you know it's uh, it's uh, it's the transition into the Western. You know, oh. so they're choosing uh, they're choosing this as a symbol to sort of uh, be the face of their beer and the face of their joining NATO. I think the symbol of them transitioning to the West would be like clean water. <laughs> Uh, yeah, or throwing away billions and billions of food um, food scraps. <laughs> yeah, just wasteful. You up your disposable plastic
0: uses by exactly, like two thousand exactly. percent.
1: Finland shares a 13, 000, uh, 1300 kilometer border with Russia, the longest of any European Union member. I didn't know that actually.
0: Yeah, I I, I guess I never really pictured Finland um bordering Russia in my head.
1: It's it's because. Uh, the north, the northwest of Russia, sort of like goes pretty far west and pretty far north. So it's like that's where Finland is, and so it sort of wraps around a little bit. Yeah,
0: I guess I never thought of Russia as a Nordic country, but I guess it is.
1: It's everything, man. It's Europe. It's Nordic. It's Asian. It's Australian. Radio, it's radioactive. It's part Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Ah, uh, so what do you think about this, Louis? I mean, I like anyone that makes a novelty beer. I'm down with that. Yeah. Are you gonna get some for yourself?
0: I I can find it at like a Bevmo. Yeah, I would I would drink some Freedom beer. What happens if
1: they don't get in? Are they just gonna pull all these off the shelf? Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll send to NATO. They'll send out all the skunked beer. <laughs> uh yeah, it's cool. I w- I think uh, it's kind of silly, but good for them for trying to join NATO. And good timing too, because I know Russia is like threatening them at this point, and so yeah. uh, you know, more pressure you put on those people, the better. Exactly. I actually had Russian food last night here in Juneau. Oh, you can get Russian food in Juneau, I guess? Dude, we're so close to Russia. I can see Russia from here. You can see Russia from Juno. <laughs> According to Sarah be... Palin, you could see St. Petersburg from the border of Juneau.
0: <laughs> isn't there a place that, like, when the tide's down, you can walk across, like, one day a year? No. The Bering Strait? It's, no, isn't there, like, an island like that's technically U.S. that you can, like, walk across... But it's one of those military islands that we can't get to.
1: Oh, like way up north. Yeah.
0: Like by the North Pole. Yeah.
1: Maybe, but I I've always wanted to cross the the Bering Strait, which is you can get there from Alaska to Russia. But the problem is, is like when you get to Russia, there is like you're, it's another like two three thousand miles to get to a town. Ah. So. so you can't gas up. Yeah, pretty much. Uh so yeah, I think this is pretty cool, and uh, maybe we'll try and get some. We'll try and okay. order some. All right, like let's it. do it.
0: Story, part, duh.
1: This story comes from TheGuardian.com.
0: That's a news source more reliable than a bald guy at a performance of hair. Oh, you don't think bald men can enjoy musicals?
1: (laughs) No, they can't enjoy anything. Come on. Have you ever met a happy bald dude? (laughs) It's true. I have not. Uh, Story goes, calling a man bald is sex-related harassment employment tribunal rules. I like that they have a tribunal. It
0: employs... that implies that like there's high stakes involved, like, you know, they're negotiating nuclear arms stuff. Yeah, like, war
1: crimes and stuff. Yeah. War crimes of uh, hereditary, hereditary baldness. Yeah. Calling a man bald is a sex-related harassment, an employment tribunal has ruled. Hair loss is much more prevalent among men than women, so using it to describe someone is a form of sex-related harassment, a judgment has concluded. Commenting on a man's baldness in the workplace is equivalent to remarking on the size of a woman's breasts, the finding suggests. I mean, a lot of this stuff is
0: just how you quickly identify someone who you may not know. You're like, hey, that dude over
1: there with the big breasts. I don't. You wouldn't say that, though. Have you ever said that?
0: Hey, <laughs> hey, this is Bob. There's meatloaf in a Fight Club, right?
1: <laughs> no, that's how, that's uh, be, how they, because because you've right, been but... trained over time to not to not say those sort of things like fat or. But you could say skinny. I guess I guess skinny skinny isn't specific to sex. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. Um, whereas, I guess the argument is that, yeah, I mean, baldness does, is mostly in men, so using that as an identifier is sex, sex-related, uh, I guess. Yeah, tell
0: that, tell that to Chris Rock and Will Smith. Right,
1: <laughs> their whole
0: incident was over a lady with no hair.
1: The ruling made by a panel of three men who, in making their judgment, bemoaned their own lack of hair comes in a case between a veteran electrician and the manufacturing firm where he was employed. Wait a minute. So the tribunal was three bald dudes. Pretty much. (laughs) It's you know, they say a jury of your peers, but you know, they he got uh, judges of his peers, he totally lucked out. Man, <laughs> they also were former electricians who were suing at the same time. <laughs> Can you imagine getting that? And you have three judges and they're all just combing their hair the whole time. <laughs> Tony Finn, who is in line for compensation, had worked for the West Yorkshire based British Bung Company for almost 24 years when he was fired in May of last year. He took the company to the tribunal claiming, among other things, he had been the victim of sex-related harassment after an incident with the factory supervisor, Jamie King. Finn alleged that during a shop floor row in July of 2019, Kig had referred to him as a bald c-word. The tribunal heard Finn was less upset by the Anglo-Saxon language than the comment on his appearance. I like how you can call a dude a c-word, but you know, right? Like a, you comment on the hairline, no
0: dice. You can't use the b-word anymore. But it could be referring to like as
1: some a lady that was shaved. Oh, well, that is true. But you generally, I think even if you're referring, using that word to describe female genitalia, you, it would still be offensive. <laughs> but it was calling a dude that, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The allegation resulted in the panel led by Judge Jonathan Brain deliberating on whether remarking on his baldness was simply insulting or actual harassment. We have little doubt that being referred to in this pejorative manner was unwanted conduct as far as. Finn was concerned, the tribunal found. I think
0: unwanted conduct at when I work is anyone asking me to do anything. Yeah, that's clearly harassment when you ask me to do my job.
1: Yeah, or telling you you did a bad job. Whoa, 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 (laughs) easy. Don't be going and telling me I did a poor job, the P word. (laughs) Or the J word. (laughs) This is strong language. Although, as we find, industrial language was commonplace on the West Yorkshire factory floor. In our judgment, Mr. King crossed the line of making remarks personal to the claimant about his appearance. What is industrial language? Is that I like guess you're 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 in a safe zone and you can say whatever you want. You can use the C word, you can use the N word, you could use the T word. I, is it good language to like
0: have some Molly to and <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was just, it's just commonplace in the Yorkshire factory industrial language. <laughs> it's in the manual. <laughs> you must learn these eight words. Finn had not complained about the use of industrial language, but was particularly affronted at being called bald, the panel said. It is difficult to conclude other than maybe he identifies as having hair. That's, that could be the issue. It is difficult to conclude other than that Mr. King uttered those words with the purpose of violating Finn's dignity and creating an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating, or offensive environment for him, the judgment found. Of his own admission, Mr. King's intention was to threaten Finn and to insult him. In our judgment, there was a connection between the word bald on the one hand and the protected characteristic of sex on the other. The, all those words
0: made no sense to me.
1: There was a lot there. Uh, Like You can call him bald, but you can't call him bald. You can call him a hairless European, but not bald. As part of its ruling, the panel raised a previous tribunal case where a man was found to have sexually discriminated against a woman by remarking on the size of her breasts to rebut the firm's point. It is much more likely that a person on the receiving end of a comment, such as that which was made in the last case, the one about the breasts, would be female, the tribunal said. So too, it is much more likely that a person on the receiving end of a remark such as the, that made by Mr. King would be male. Mr. King made the remark with a view of uh, a view to hurting the claimant by commenting on his appearance, which is often found amongst men. So it's more—it's not what we in the United States, at least, would call sexual harassment. It's more like a gender harassment. Correct. Um, yeah, it's just sex-related harassment.
0: We don't think that the the, the boss was like. You bald C-word. Get over here. Yeah, but it's lab. like
1: that guy over there with the small penis. It's <laughs> just describing him. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bottomless workplace. I guess that would be also <laughs> sex-related harassment.
0: In, in a side note, the judge upheld the bottomless workplace rules.
1: The tribunal therefore determines that by referring to the claimant as a bald C-word, Mr. King's conduct was unwanted. It was violation of the claimant's dignity. It created an intimidating environment for him. It was done for that purpose, and it, it and it related to the claimant's sex. Finn's compensation will be determined at a later date.
0: I say stay tuned for the compensation. I hope it's like, here is eight Rogaine treatments.
1: I love To me, it's problematic in the sense that it's like they're being specific about... Like what this guy said, as opposed to Mr. King is just a, f- a dick and he should well, be fired for being like creating a hostile workplace. It's like, no, you just can't say the word bald. Yeah. <laughs> you can continue to be a dick and just don't say the word bald. Yeah, you can you can break all the union rules
0: you want. You just can't say the word bald.
1: It's, I, mean, this, I mean, this guy sounds like a complete asshole. And it's like, why why is this guy even still working for the company? Yeah, I, that, that should be the thing is fire that guy. And in related news, people celebrate in the streets. Bald men celebrate in the streets. <laughs> it's, it's their Juneteenth. This says uh, for a win, and uh, yeah, I feel like you know these guys need a they need a win. You know, as two bro- I have two brothers who are bald, and uh, you know they could use they could use a a win for their. Do you, do you hair ever patterns. wonder how you ended up with a full head of hair and your brothers are bald? I think because I'm a vegetarian. That's what I think. Oh, ooh. yeah. Yeah, good, good, clean living, <laughs> Uh,
0: What do you think about this? I mean, good for him for uh, sticking it to the man. I guess it's an odd
1: way to do it, but uh, f the man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't actually, if you're even, sir, you can say that anymore, man. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> f the person. F the person. That doesn't sound. That sounds f way more. F the person different. with the power. F the power.
0: That's what you there can say. There you go. <laughs> I I I feel like Flava Flav said that in the
1: '90s. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? This week from the 28th, 29th, and 30th, you can catch me
0: at the San Bernardino County Fair in Victorville, California, Route 66, goes right under my stage nice yep so i got that going for me where
1: can they catch you i am going to be performing on the disney wonder uh in alaska where where i am sitting right now i'm sitting in Juneau, alaska Ooh. and uh so i'll be performing on that and then i'll be hanging out at home erica's family is going to come visit and we're just going to be kicking it man Do you have some midnight sun action? How, how late, how light was it last night? I went to bed last night in Juneau at 1030 and it was definitely still dusk out. Ah, yeah. uh, The farthest north I've ever been in Alaska is to Fairbanks and I've been there almost during the summer and it does not, the sun does not go down. It's pretty wild.
0: Yeah. I was up there for my 40th birthday uh, to see the midnight sun in June and it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's pretty uh, pretty trippy. Hard to go to sleep.
0: <laughs> if you're sleeping
1: outside. <laughs> if you pass out on the walk home from the bar, it sucks. <laughs> so, folks, if you have a story that you want us to check out, please send it to info at com. You can also sign up for our Patreon, and you can do so by clicking on the Patreon link on our website. Yeah,
0: just for a few bucks a month, you can get things like postcards from the road, bonus episodes. Matt can send you some uh,
1: leftover Disney Cruise Line swag that he steals while he's on the ship. That is true, actually. I, I have a bunch of a stack of postcards that I took from the Disney Cruise Lines that I should be sending out here pretty soon, actually. You can get some Disney uh, shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll write our, our the funniest lusty lady slogan that I can find <laughs> on the back. All right, folks, we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Gracias por
0: escuchar the Odd and Offbeat podcast.